delicious water. Get this man some Dasani. That's like my the the old the I can't remember where I heard it, but the joke of um like a tagline for water. It's like ah oh, water, what your body needs to live. <laughs> well, and th- you know some people tell me they don't like water, and I'm like, how? <laughs> it tastes like you're composed of nothing. This. I mean, I don't like myself either, but well, yeah. <laughs> I understand where you're coming from. And then there's like the real, like the people that are almost religious with water drinking. <laughs> Drink like a gallon and like they carry around a gallon <laughs> jug of water. That's what uh, Mr. Bear used to do in middle school. I thought that was funny because I was like, dude, how do, how do you have classes if you're drinking that much water? You have to like leave to pee every like 10 minutes. New month, new top 10 or new podcast with Jake. Yeah, sure. Jake, you want to say what we uh, what we um we decided this month? Today we are doing top ten superheroes. Top ten favorite superheroes. I thought heroes at first because I wanted to add stuff like Finn the Human, (laughs) but then I was like, uh, that'd be too broad of a category. I have had too much to explore with that. The um, I mean, you have both been huge comic nerds for a long time. Mm -hmm. I I still have my first comic book in my collection, and it is beaten to shit but it like because i got in like the first grade yeah if you look at like and like look at how i like treat my comics now i'm like very careful with them and everything yeah versus how i was back then where i was like put it in my book bag and it <laughs> ends up getting crushed by something but like even then i still love that that one shredded up comic even in sixth grade when they told us to bring books to read i brought like the same supergirl comic multiple days in a row mm-hmm. Just because, like, I didn't want to read anything else because I, <laughs> I didn't like books as much as I like comics. Now, granted, when we say superheroes, we're not... I didn't limit mine to just comic book characters. There are a few characters that are superheroes, but are... I was thinking of that. I was thinking of people from, like, My Hero and uh, and One Punch Man and different universes like that. I thought about uh, All Might making my list. I thought about him. I, I Surprisingly, Saitama did not pop up. I thought about... <sighs> All mine are comic characters. Yeah, all my, most of mine are. There's a few... I thought of things like... I was trying to think. I want to come up with a few oddballs, too. So I was thinking about, like, the Tick or Freakazoid. Yeah. Like, that era of cartoon stuff. See, but, like, I love Hancock, but not enough to talk about him for, like, ten minutes. Exactly. That's a good movie, though. I really like that That's, movie. like, one of the best twists in the superhero genre that we've seen in, like, a mm-hmm. long time. It was kind of like The Boys, but, like, before The Boys. And I'm now that Which, I have Amazon, I'm watching... I'm going to watch it. You need to watch The Boys. Because especially, good like show. we talked about, like, it has Billy Joel in it. The whole Billy Joel theme <laughs> of it. And I, I have to. Like, it's it's a requirement now. Superheroes and Billy exactly. Joel. Exactly. They use Billy Joel in the title cards. You instantly get a Jake view out of that. All right. Do you want to go first, or should I? Uh, you can go first. Okay. My number 10. You know I'm a huge X-Men fan. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, only two X-Men made it on my list. Only two. Because I was like, Magneto is too often a villain to put on this list. Yeah. But I do love Magneto. So. I think. Okay, wait. Is this one of the main X-Men from like the yes. cartoon? Yes. Okay. If you think of the cartoon, you're going to think of, uh, you're going to, this character will come up okay both of these will okay 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 i was thinking maybe you didn't if you think of like the the like the main the main roster of x-men my number 10 well technically no because this character technically wasn't invented at the time 
she technically was, but technically wasn't created when X-Men the Animated Series was Okay, around. wait, is it a version of another character? It's a version I of... I know a, who it is. It is? X-23. It is Wolverine, specifically X-23. I was going to... Oh, my... That was my guess when I asked that question. I'm so happy. So, <laughs> if you're unfamiliar, X-23 is the... A uh, clone daughter. It's it's it. She's a clone, but made out of like. She's just. They took the sperm of Wolverine and put yeah. it into the scientist. So took some genetic matter and turned it into a human. Damian Wayne. China. <laughs> uh, but the reason I chose X twenty three over Logan specifically is because when I think about the Wolverine, I think. She is the Wolverine, and then James Howlett is Logan. Okay. So I almost have this weird disconnect where if you, if I think of the three Claude, the guy, yeah, the original Wolverine, I think of him more as Logan than I do as Wolverine. Yeah. Laura Kenny, I just, my brain equivalates her to Wolverine to yeah. the name more. I really hope we get to see more of her in, in movies, though. I um, do too, especially the. Uh, after that said, after it? some uh, some recent developments in uh, some Marvel stuff, yeah, it's like if you haven't watched uh, if you haven't watched some of our other stuff, then we're not gonna spoil. If you it, haven't but... seen our uh, some commentaries we did, but we I do I don't want to spoil anything out of because I know I've know people. I also seen it yet. always like I always thought Laura's claws and everything. I thought they were cooler than Logan's. Yeah, like I I love the foot claw. Yeah, like the one claw coming out of the foot. Doesn't she have the two claws? She has two claws in her hands and then one in her foot. Yeah. Which, especially like how she it's seen using her like Tom Taylor's run yeah. on um, which he is so good at just viciously murdering things. <laughs> That's Wolverine's aesthetic. It's just viciously murdering. Whoever Wolverine is, they have to be able to murder people. Yeah. And that and Laura is so good at that, like. And if you like, like Logan the movie, yeah. which is essentially Old Man Logan, but like not at all, not even remotely. Yeah. Um. She, she the way she's depicted in that, where she's a little bit younger, but she's just as violent. <laughs> like she's spinning around people, slashing throats. Like literally, the buildup in that movie is so good because before she even pops her claws or anything, she just walks out, and they're building up to it. Like walking in front of the bad guys and then just rolls one of their heads towards them. God. And it's like, well, how did that happen? And then, of course, she pops the claws. And Logan starts playing together. It's like, oh. Uh... It's like that same animal viciousness you see in like the Wolverine origin uh, comic book. That's a really good book, too. Like, there, there's there's a few Logan based stories that I really enjoy. Uh, it, the, the origin thing, which was. The story behind that is interesting because Wolverine, for the longest time, was a character with no origin. Like, it was yeah. always a mystery until the movie came out. Yeah. And Marvel was like, well, shit. If we don't come up with the origin, Fox is gonna. Yeah. You know? And it's like, you don't want that movie to be the only Wolverine origin. Yeah. But to see him as, like, barely human, because you, usually we see him as just, like, a guy who can pop the claws out of his hand. But, like, seeing him as, like, sort of more animalistic, I think, really just made a lot of sense for his powers and for him living as long as he did. I mean, had a long life. The um, Of course, I've talked about it before, but the X-Men Origins Wolverine, the game, is really good. Oh, I highly yeah. recommend that. Or, um, 
of course, like when you think X Men, Wolverine is one of the first characters to come up. Yeah. But I like Laura Kenny's um, adaptation of the character, the way she she became the Wolverine. You yeah. know. All right, your number ten. I, my number ten, and I was trying to decide on a specific person, like you, like you said for like X twenty three, but I, I don't know. I like not, my number ten is Green Lantern. Okay, there, like, there's about fifty. That's what I'm saying. I like John Stewart a lot, but Hal Jordan has some of the some of the most like dramatic and some of the best Green Lantern storylines. Mm-hmm. But like you know like. As me and you, who grew up with Justice League Unlimited, we mostly saw. I equivalent John Stewart. Stewart. Yeah. yeah, but I mostly the reason I picked Green Lantern wasn't even for the character; it was for all the things that surround Green Lantern because the you mythos know me, of the Green Lanterns. I have every Lantern ring. Mm-hmm. Like I just, I just love the because it makes so much sense to me that every color makes white, which is life, and yeah. if, if all the colors are gone, it's black, which is death. Because you need the rage and the love. And you the will love and the, the emotional spectrum and everything behind the powers of the lanterns. Yeah, that's why I fucking hate the lanterns. Really? I there are two DC groups uh, I just can't stand. Yeah, and it's the Flash family and the Green Lantern groups. Yeah, because Flash family is mm. both have the issue for me of just they're they're overcomplicated for comic books. Yeah. Which is saying something. Yeah. Um, comics are already the most, like, insanely complicated medium and most difficult thing to get into unless you've just been in it for your entire life. Yeah. Let alone, like, I can't look I can't look at a Green Lantern story and not be at least somewhat confused. Yeah. I just, I love how... But how I do connect. love the idea of the, of the powers. Yeah. I think my cat's trying to slowly emerge into yeah, the room. Yeah, I saw someone passing the door. I was like, is somebody trying to listen in, or is that just No, it's my cat. She'll see you and then Aww. run. Aw. Is she? Oh, Scarlet. Oh, and then a sad all. Scarlet. Oh, she's coming. Oh, she saw you, and she's she is out of here. This, <laughs> this Green Lantern discussion is brought to you by my cat, Scarlet. I don't know if she's going to leave. I hope she doesn't. Maybe we'll see if she emerges in. I'll just keep talking and maybe right. she'll hear my voice and leave. <laughs> but anyway. I have the same problem with the flashes where it, like when it comes down to like their stories and stuff, most of the time it's resolved with Barry runs faster. Yeah. Or one of the lanterns has more willpower. That's that's the thing is that there's no <clears throat> there's same thing for like characters like Superman. There's no like power scale. Um but I like I like the different powers that they use for each emotion that's connected with each, with each lantern. Yeah. Like, you know, how, how there can only be one greed lantern or how, like, rage sticks with you and turn like completely changes the whole build, like, the whole composition of your body. Like, it's, it's really say, interesting to me. One of my favorite Supergirl stories is Red Daughter of Krypton. Yeah. the When she has a red lantern ring, and it is the coolest thing ever. It's It's also, like... How uh, the compassion lanterns can take the powers of other lanterns because they feel what you feel, and how the hope lanterns can't do anything without the green lanterns because you can't have hope yeah. without will. So it's just it's really it's really the way they, how they play connect. off each other is great. And I like the stories where they work together instead of like because the whole thing with Hal Jordan turning into Parallax and That's the, the destroying Co City and 
Oh man! All the stuff that went with that, like, or even if like, <laughs> you gotta remember, it's like Kyle Rayner. Uh, the f- her <laughs> one of his stories is now used as a term for a literary device oh, no, of the refrigerator, the girlfriend in the fridge, because uh, it was the thing. it was the thing of a a female backup character, the girlfriend of the main character, just being. Yeah. <laughs> like this device for the character. Yeah. And like people refer to that story as like you're just using this ca- she's not a character, she's a device. Yeah. Which I hate. I and I, I hate I hate and love the way that they used Blackest Night because I you know me, I love the story of Blackest Night. Yeah. But they also used it to undo some of the stuff that was supposed to be done. Yeah. They used that White Lantern ending to bring back characters that were already dead and yay, all much, the deaths are erased. Much like DC will always do. We gotta we gotta retcon some shit. Like I love I love how they did it within the story, but then again, I know they only did it at least end it like that just to retcon all the deaths they didn't want to have, you know. Mm-hmm. But I did like how the ca- the characters who had died before who were alive still got claimed as Black Lanterns because they had experience death i love the ideas of the lanterns and the cores and everything it's like oh the the green we got space cops yeah like that's just kind of awesome to me yeah but it's just it's just the complication the mythos is so complicated that i just could never get into it yeah yeah i understand that i can see that i just you know all right should we move yeah all right we're up to my number nine my number nine is um it's a bit of a weird choice. This was the one I texted you it was like this is going to weird you out of why it makes my top 10. I don't think <sighs> I can guess this one. You're not gonna it's not a DC or Marvel character. It is a um it's, um kind of a brand. So, uh late 90s early 2000s I want to say maybe even earlier. Um it's the Skechers heroes. <laughs> no. I remember those. When the, they used to package like these weird comics with Skechers sneakers. That's the only reason I got the sneakers was to get the comics. I wonder if those are <laughs> worth anything because I know I have at least one or two yeah, of them. Yeah, I got a couple. I kept them. Because they got to have been like a limited print thing. Dude, I'm going to look online. Yeah, I, I don't want to sell look at them that though. Too. I feel bad. Um, My number nine is the Japanese mascot for Pepsi. Pepsi Man. What? <laughs> <laughs> What? This is the perfect example for me of like I love stupid stuff. Yeah. I find stupid stuff I find allowing yourself to be stupid. Yeah. To just be the, the like most genuinely fun thing. Yeah. It's like the reasons I'm friends with you are I'm friends with Matt. It's like I'm allowed to be stupid with you guys and you're I allowed love, to be stupid yeah. with me. I love acting stupid. It's my favorite thing. And when you have a character like Pepsi Man, yeah. who had a PS1 game where he's going to run through the desert <laughs> to deliver <laughs> Pepsi to a... Pepsi sh- to, That will deliver Pepsi to a stranded truck, yeah. not helping them in any like way or form. Yeah, just because the truck, but here's some Pepsi. Here's some Pepsi. <laughs> you'll gonna you'll die of dehydration quicker. I this did, goes back to our water conversation. You're right. I did not at all. I would have never guessed that. You not in a million years, but I love. It is the perfect mascot because he's just so stupid, and he consider that. he shoots Pepsi. For, I, and by the way, I hate Pepsi. <laughs> I hate. I don't drink sodas. Yeah, I very rarely, and like even when I do, it's like 
I, it's not Coke or Pepsi or like I'm a tea person and mm-hmm. a coffee person, but uh, I just love that ad campaign. <laughs> and the if you, the PS One game is just an endless runner where you're delivering Pepsi to people in like these Crash Bandicoot style chase scenes. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this amazing theme song where it's just on loop. It's like a 30 second loop where it's just yeah. Pepsi Man. <laughs> I I feel like I saw like a YouTube video on that. You definitely have because there's it's one of those things that are so stupid. Like people oh. have made YouTube videos about it because it just it's so weird. And like there's live action cutscenes yeah. with like this American dude. That's what I saw. I saw I think I saw like someone like JonTron watching like the gameplay and the cutscenes and just like making jokes about it. <laughs> it's hilarious. I <laughs> highly recommend Pepsi Man. I want a Pepsi Man morph suit. Now that you said that, I'm just thinking. About oh yeah, how and he's completely chrome. Like he, he. There were actually, I think there were like three or four yeah. different outfits for Pepsi Man Sorry, that were all <laughs> different, based on the different forms of Pepsi that were out at the time. That's actually pretty cool. <laughs> oh, it's like I gotta see how much this, this would podcast cost. is not brought to you by Pepsi. Yeah, they would sponsor us if we begged them to. This bike, po- <laughs> this podcast, I will fully endorse. Drink water. Pepsi's pretty gross. But no, what? Okay, okay, wait, I found it. Oh my gosh, it's upwards of like $50 for a good one. The chrome looking one is actually less expensive than like the regularly colored one, which is weird. But I would want the one that looks like it's chrome. <laughs> but I just find it hilarious. <laughs> oh my gosh, can we do... Oh, we should go to a con when those come back. Yes. We should go to a con, dress as Pepsi Man, and just run through the halls. First, first like, con near here that I get the chance to go to, I'm going to. Especially if it's, like, something like Dragon Con or Atlanta, or if they mm-hmm. finally have another Heroes and Villains fan fest, I'm going. Oh, my gosh. Especially to meet celebrities in person again, which I didn't think I would miss because I really got I to miss do it in cons the first place. so much because you know how much I go crazy with costumes and stuff. Yeah. All right. Enough of Pepsi Man. What's your number nine? So this is a. Uh, By the <laughs> way, not the stupidest character on my list. Oh my gosh, I I, I literally have no clue what your what your next stupidest character could be. But I'm <laughs> actually it I'm might. Actually it really depends hard. of uh depends on your taste, I guess. Ah, I'll probably <laughs> like it. But my next choice is completely serious. It's Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter almost made my list. And it's just because like I chose him. With multiple different, like, criteria in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, one being powers, one being backstory, one being, like, morals. And Martian he, Manhunter checks that whole list. He checks all of those. Because I love the I love the last son of Mars and, like, the revolution they had thing. I love his powers. I, I think he has, like, some of the coolest powers in the entire Justice League because he, he's so OP. He is on par with Superman in terms of strength and... Yeah. The... The only thing, and I say one of the greatest things that can really make a character, I'm so glad he's on your list because I wanted to talk about him. Yeah. Um. He has two things that I love out of character. One, his backstory. It's yeah. depressing. It's, it gets, you get fully why, why this character is as humble and as, fight for justice as he does he is a hero because he's seen tragedy 
And even even the hate that he has for the White Martians, we get to see him overcome that. And I mean, they they had another Vigan storyline, Supergirl, but I've been talking about the one in, in Young Justice mostly. Yeah, that's where like to the, see him it, still love someone just just because his they're origin not, has varied. It's just it's it's amazing. His origin has varied in certain aspects based on the media, whether it's Supergirl, Young Justice, or the comic. But yeah. normally, when it comes down to it, is that there was a successful genocide of his people. Yeah. And because of that, he, once again, he's a space cop. Yeah. <laughs> um, because of that, he now fights for some, he fights for others as well as himself. Yeah. And also, the other thing that I think can make a good character, if you're struggling for writing a character or anything, don't just write their strength, write their weaknesses. Yes. And Martian Manhunter has, not only does he have his character flaws of like, yeah, he can get caught up in hatred for, uh, or he could like lost, lose himself some, but he also has a, a weakness I think is way more interesting than kryptonite. Yeah. Fire. It's just like the simplest possible exactly. weakness. It's simple. It makes sense. Like, it does, I get, you know what else is weak to fire? Most things. But like... <laughs> I think when you have this thing that's like, can Superman's not going to come across kryptonite like walking to the grocery store. Yeah. You know? But he sees it everywhere. I mean, he's come to a planet where it's like the most, one of the most destructive forces. Yeah. Never go to Apocalypse. Oh my gosh. He, he couldn't survive there. He'd die <laughs> automatically. It's, I just, I love the idea of something so, and then. It, it, this goes into like a, a mental weakness. Sometimes it is simply he will die very quickly. Like yeah. he has no immunity to fire. Yeah. But other times it's a fear. Yeah. Which I think is almost even more interesting. Yeah. Because if you give that character that fear, it is then something that they have to overcome. Mm-hmm. And when they overcome that, you, you, you're creating a situation for the story to just get better and better. And like you said, like a very, very simple weakness for some of my favorite powers. I mean, like, I mean, like, think about how useful his powers, not in just like personal fighting, but in the team setting, he connects the Justice League through his, he can like let them talk to each other through his mental connection. He can read minds, he can shapeshift, intangibility, flight, like he's got some he's of my like favorite He's like nine superheroes ma- maxed up. He's like Professor X, uh... Plastic Man, Superman, all in a one. A better Beast Boy. <laughs> He's all of those characters in one. Yeah. I, I just love, I just love, and I love his weird, like, love of Oreo cookies, or whatever yeah. you call them in the DC universe, but... I just, they're Oreos. Like, he's he's such a cool character to me, both in morals and powers and, you know. All right. All right, number eight. Number eight is my second X-Men. This one actually was in the cartoon, well, kind of. He's in jail for the first season. Okay, I was, about to, I was about to guess a girl, so I'm gonna let you say it. My number eight is Beast. Okay. I like Beast for a couple reasons. You're gonna see a pattern my with my care with the characters I enjoy that they're characters with a really good backstory or really good. Um, really good mental anguish that they'll go through even beyond physical and beast's whole story is a story about um like body dysmorphia and learning to love yourself 
and stuff like that. Beast, yeah. Beast wasn't always this giant blue monster. Even whether you look at like how they treat him in first class or if you look at his original comic stuff, Beast used to just be a big dude with hands for feet. Yeah. And it was his own um, unwillingness to accept his gift and trying to find a cure for himself for something that something that he hated about himself yeah. that eventually led him to try to cure himself and create making his mutation way worse yeah it, he became he became it was no longer anything he could hide it was mm-hmm. something that he had to he is now it is out there you look at beast he can't like walk around and not you know he is beast yeah that's why i hate in some of the other x-men films where they're like yeah no i got uh i think it's like apocalypse or something where they're like no i i learned how to control the beast i'm like no that's not how that works yeah that completely undoes what this character is supposed to be he can't hide it and he had to learn yeah to accept himself and love himself as a character which is something that like I think we can all learn from. I think I specifically can also learn from it. I there were times in my life I didn't always like how I looked or how I um how I was perceived. But there is a point where it's like, yes, you should always work to better and better yourself. But there's also a point where you just have to learn to accept and love yourself more. Yeah. And I think Beast is great for that reason. I think I think if he because, like you say, you should always want to better yourself, but, I mean, that comes with self-love to me. Yeah. Like, you have to love yourself before you can really want the best for yourself. Um, and that comes with, like, weight loss, or it comes with um, learning to be okay with what you look like. And it's like, in this world, there are so many options with ways we can change the way we look or the way we are. But, honestly, it's just it's easier, and it's just it makes you happier if you actually fight through it and learn to just be who you are and love who you are. And I, I think that's a really good, love really good lesson to, to take it from. And I think beyond all of that, which is why I think is the core of the character, I also just like the the thought process of like if you there's a there's a book called um previous on previously on X Men where it goes into the history and the creation of X Men the animated X Men the animated series. Uh, which is one of the greatest cartoons ever made. I, I put it up there with uh, the original Looney Tunes or Animaniac or uh, Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Some of the greatest pieces of animated content ever. And I put X-Men right up there with it all. Yeah. Um, in that book, they go into um, how Beast was one of their favorite characters to write for. Because yeah. not only is he this big blue character that like as a kid, you love it. You love him. He's so cool. Um, but also, he's intelligent. Yeah. So, it like, I love the visual of him hanging from the ceiling reading a book. Yeah. It's like that. that's the stuff where it's like he, he's quoting poetry, <laughs> like, while fighting people. Yeah. I, I love that stuff where it's like, because it takes this character who you're like, you think he's one thing, and he's the exact opposite. It yeah. takes everything about... The prejudice you would attribute to some to a character like that, and completely turns it on his head. And when you're writing for characters like the X Men, who are, if if this was my favorite superhero teams, the X Men would be at the top of that list. The X Men are these group of uh, people 
who were exercised, who were uh, treated poorly. The people they, I think, <laughs> it's it's a it was a joke, but you know, X Men or Deadpool two said it best. It was like X Men coming through, outdated allegory for racism in the forties coming through. <laughs> it's like yes, that's that's what they were. They were this allegory for very real prejudices, for very real uh, things that happened to people. If you read. Stories like God Loves, Man Kills, which is one of the greatest comic books ever. Yeah. There are literal hate crimes happening against children in that book because they were mutants. Yeah. And the the I, the allegory of mutants, I think everything the X-Men like stand for and the allegories and the what what their stories try to portray, I think Beast is the perfect encapsulation of all of it. Yeah. All right. I agree. I agree. And I I love the X-Men. I love them so much. I love Beast. I love Wolverine. I love Storm. Mm-hmm. I love all the X-Men and putting them higher up would be really cool. I I should have, but there were just some characters I just I couldn't overlook. Yeah. All right. You're number 8. My number 8 and I wish I could have put him higher on the list, but I haven't I haven't read enough about him and I haven't No, I just love the idea of this character. It's Iron Man. Okay, um, Iron Man was on my list, but wait—you want to wait to talk about him when you when you get him? Let's um, let's—he's higher on my list, and that's normally how we've been doing this. Yeah, we can just wait. He—he's my number six, so I've got one more, and then you got one more, and then we can talk about it, or we can. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. So, why don't you go ahead and do your number seven then, and then I'll, since I just went on about X Men, <laughs> my number seven is one that you're definitely gonna want to talk about. It's a uh, Spider Man. Oh, yeah, Spider-Man's also higher on my list. Damn it. <laughs> this is the problem with these lists and the way we do this show. That's, I, that's what I told you on the phone. It's like, so many of my characters are so basic, but it's because these, these heroes are iconic for a reason. Yeah. And I just I just love... They're the, heroes I, for a reason. Yeah. They're the, they're the modern-day Greek mythologies. They're the, they're, they're the characters that we, we, that we can somehow relate to. Yeah. And we'll get more into that with Spider-Man. Yeah, so Spider-Man is I one just... of the most... I mean, he was meant to be related to, so I, I think... Exactly, really we'll get to that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> do okay. You, do you want to just go ahead and do your number seven? I'll do my number seven so we can talk about Iron Man. Okay, my number seven is uh, not a comic book character. He um, He's, uh, he's another weird character, but uh, a character I love deeply. Yeah. Uh, The master of the universe himself, He-Man. That's Okay, now, I wouldn't say that's too weird. I wouldn't think of him as, as a superhero, but I like him a lot. So he has man in the name. That's true. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like, "Is that all you really need? Superman, Batman?" Exactly. Uh, th- this man. was another example of like I love stupid stuff, but also He Man is one of those things that like meshed all of these gr- cool. They just, if you don't know the creation of the character of He Man or Shira, um. They were these characters that, uh, in the 80s, uh, a toy company sat down with an animation studio. It was like, we have these three toys. It's a soldier, a barbarian, and an astronaut. Make a show out of one of these toys so that we can sell them. Yeah. And they chose the barbarian, and that's how He-Man was created. The toys came first, and then they wrote a show around that, which is why older He-Man stuff is weird. Yeah. It doesn't give a fuck. It just, they just were like, 
cool stuff. Go. Yeah. Which there's a there's a art to that too. As much as I was talking about like the the importance of writing with characters like the X Men, there is a time for stupid. Yeah. There's the time for your Pepsi Mans. There's some times for your for He Man and what they yeah. were, which is like, here's some cool stuff. Go and just enjoy yourself. As a guy who has a whole room in his house dedicated to nerd stuff and one of the most specifically he-man mm-hmm. uh i completely i see what you mean we have like a huge model of castle gray skull and probably most of the figures Those... stepdad loves he-man he-man is great and if you go um uh see by the time this come out it probably was happening but i am in the process of finishing up uh she princess of power and once that's done, I'm definitely doing a review of it because yeah. that show is good. That show is real good. I think me and you were going to do a commentary track for the first two episodes or something. Yeah. Uh, but that's the She-Ra is a great example of like a little bit more serious in tone. And it, it, it somehow took these weird thing, this cool stuff and made an even like made a dramatic story out of it, which is cool. Yeah. But old school He-Man there's there was no rules there was no like we have to obey these things like the magic system of our world yeah or like there was fantasy there was sci-fi there was there was cringer is literally a half dragon half cat or half tiger yeah which is the coolest thing i could imagine yeah yeah. so as much as important as is is to have well-developed or cool characters, sometimes it's just as important to just have fun. It's weird to me that our generation, when they see He-Man, mostly they think of the they think hey, of the yes, yay, yay. a song that he literally has nothing to do with, other than that weird video someone made. I will. I will, uh, <coughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna put on my uh, my fedora here. Uh, that's like uh, that was Prince Adam because he had not transformed into He-Man. You're right, you're right. Well, he got the pink shirt and everything. Which is, if you look at... <laughs> that's the other thing. It's like, if you look at why that was the case, it's like the reason Prince Adam and He-Man were so similar looking, even though they are different. Yeah. Uh, It was just so that they could use the same model for the toy and just paint it different. Like, Yeah. Yeah, it was all those cut corners of the 80s and stuff and Skeletor. Yeah. That, that was... It's weird to me... Um. That I, I was watching a Watch Mojo video the other day, and it was like about weirdly sexualized or weirdly like attractive characters. Mm-hmm. And Skeletor was on the list. Why? I understand that he's ripped, but did anyone really look at Skeletor and say, "Oh yeah, that's what I find attractive"? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, he's essentially like a leather bar. Like he's <laughs> <laughs> like I think. I understand the body, but the face, like, there's no way that you could look at that and say, like, yeah, like, Lola Bunny was on that list. How do you put Skeletor beside Lola Bunny? And <laughs> I don't know. I mean, in that same vein, it's like, that that's the era of, like, Jessica Rabbit and stuff. Yeah, which she was not on that list, but Skeletor was. Which but is, Skeletor was. That's that's, this is a weird I list. I, I would like to get away from this topic. <laughs> Is Skeletor attractive? Find <laughs> what, out. <laughs> what is your number seven? Uh, my number seven. Wait, it's Spider Man. Oh, was it? Yeah, um, my number six is number a different s- character. You your number six, your yeah, list. yeah, number six. My number six is Wonder Woman. Okay, Wonder Woman did not make my list. I just like I tried to, 
I tried to also measure it in like people and characters that I've read the most, like read the most and seen the most of. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Woman made my list simply because of the cartoons and because Justice my League mom's Unlimited a big fan of Wonder Woman did just, so much for like me and you specifically. And it was so like it painted such a good picture of the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just like it wasn't really simplified. Like they touched on most everything most all you know the different planets and different characters and they just they really they they really like showed introduced our generation to all those characters that's why i still love that show and i wish i could watch it whenever i want but there's no way to watch it on I took it off netflix a while ago it's on hbo max another reason to buy hbo max exactly including space jam 2 which is coming out yeah there you go <laughs> You can over-sexualize Lola Bunny all you want with that. Speaking of, did you know that Paramount Plus is actually just CBS All Access? <laughs> is it really? They just like, rebranded it. They're just like changing the it Super into that. B- for reference, the Super Bowl happened like a few days ago for us, and we were making fun of the, the Paramount ads because we were like, they are going to get sued by Disney because those still... logos are the same. <laughs> they're still doing more and more ads for that. They're still releasing them. I watch them on like YouTube, and I'm like, guys, you have Dora... You have news. I don't know. I don't know what they I don't own. have the money for your program. <laughs> I'm only going to buy CBS All Access just to watch The Stand, and then I'll probably be like, okay, that's all. But anyways, back to superheroes. What were we Wonder talking Woman. about? Wonder Woman. <laughs> Wonder Woman. I just love, I love the, the weird way that DC Comics did because... You know, Marvel has all these different godlike characters like mm-hmm. Thor, and they do the, the Norse stuff. Somehow DC mixed Christianity with Greek mythology. <laughs> they just mixed all of the mythologies: Roman, Greek, because, Christian, like, Judaism. The all. specter is God, like a, like a a form of God, like the Christian yeah. or whatever you know, whatever you want to say. They just kind of took everything and just melded into one thing. But I, but Marvel like, kind of did the same thing with like the one above all and everything. Yeah, but like what I love about Diana is like. There's the Trinity. Yeah. The the three pinnacles of DC, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. They all stand for a different thing. Yeah. Superman is truth and justice. Uh Batman is vengeance. He is the knight. Yeah. Um and then Wonder Woman, who was just like, we will just fight until like, the bittle end. Love and hope and love and I, I believe she was a love lantern during Blackest Night because was she? all these different superheroes got lantern rings. So I think that's like literally the one that she got. Her whole thing is just and... like, I will fight for my friends until the bitter end. Yeah. Until it, I, I will the, if um, I think it was the movie. I don't think it's actually in Tower of Babel, but the the Agamemnon contingency movie. Yeah. If, Doom or something. I can't remember which uh, movie I it is. I think it is Doom. One of the Justice League movies. Animated movies. Dark Side. So I, I think yeah, I think it is Doom. Yeah. You're yeah. Right. Um, Batman the whole plan in that movie was like, listen. Uh, I'm gonna hit her with like fear gas or something, and make sure she sees an enemy who is her equal, and sh- eventually she'll just die of a heart attack because she'll never stop fighting. Yeah, and I love that they because like you know all these superheroes have either powers or tech, but then they did like that. That's what that's also what they kind of the, the Trinity represents for me is metahumans, mm-hmm. vigilantes, and then like magic, and of course like the warriors. But she mm-hmm. she also represents magic because. Well, she is on uh, Justice League Dark. So, so, like, that's that's really... I just love how they, 
she's mostly pictured with like either fighting straight with her fists or with a sword. Mm-hmm. Like I just love that they that they added in like someone who just has this raw physical power doesn't even need the freeze breath or the heat vision just because she she could probably beat Superman in a fight in the right in a in skilled right fight yeah I would absolutely say that so that's I just love having like the strongest and most skilled fighter being someone as cool as Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and so I've always I've always loved Wonder Woman because I'm also a big DC fan like you said the Trinity but you know. I just I love the I love the different element because she's not a superhero in the traditional sense, but she still she still holds her own with people with these amazing powers. She's also this great symbol of uh, of feminism and for it, it's a I love that everyone. What I love about comics is that everyone has a superhero that they can relate to the most. Yeah, everyone should have a character for them. Yeah, uh, a character that you can look at and like they. They mean just as much to you as like what a character might mean to me or yeah. to someone else. That's that's also why it kind of irks me in um in different media where they take characters and they change like the core of what makes them them. You can tweak a character, but you have to remain the core because of what that character is. I believe if you want to if you want to make something for someone else who needs a symbol, that's awesome. But taking another character and recycling them and changing them isn't the right way to do it. I believe we should have new characters. Yeah. Because people, if people want representation, they deserve more than just some old character who, because that's just going to cause fights between people and make a new character. Yeah. Just, that's just make cool. new characters. We have plenty of room for that. Now, granted, there are times stories that and there have been changes to characters and it was actually for the better. Like, yeah. um, like when Iceman came out. Yeah. Or when, um, or if you want to, just remove like that i that from the equation like when superman and injustice you did completely change what the character stood for yeah but you did it in such a way that it made sense why he became that exactly it's not it's not just a change that they that they just do for the heck of it or they just do because they're pushed into it i believe that if you're going to do that or if you're going to if you're doing it for representation purposes then you should just make a new character because it means enough to go out of your way to create a new character mm-hmm. that's that's my belief and i i just don't i don't like seeing the infighting between different fandoms no when they change stuff comics like that. should be for everyone yeah you know exactly but i don't know right. why i came up with that with wonder woman because there's a new wonder woman character out but it's not diana so it's like not there's really a relevant. couple with future state like geez there's like three wonder women right now or something like that i just know about the new cw series they're putting out oh I don't are know they if it's wonder girl or if it's gonna be a wonder woman series but it's not called either it's the name of the character but she didn't have any comics yet i don't think so i don't think okay so it might be a new but it'll it'll be interesting all right where are we at is it my number six now Canaries, but they picked up that show so it's fine uh yeah my number six was iron man okay so now we can so now we can both talk about iron man i think iron man means a lot to both me and you because of the age we were when the the movie came out yeah i think as much as I love movies, I think Iron Man sparked a a chapter of cinema that should not be looked over. Like, the Dark Knight and Iron Man were two of my first, the first action figures that I remember having and that I actually passed on to my little brother, and he still has. So, like, I just love looking I back at I still have a Dark Knight action figure and the Tumblr. That thing is so cool. Oh, okay. I know no, exa- that was one of my favorite Batmobiles. Uh, 
I still have that toy. I know exactly where it is. I was about to say moving on, moving on to Batman, but Iron Man. Iron well, Man there were multiple just... chapters of that. There yeah. was um, the because for the longest time, superhero movies were looked at as like Superman, the yeah. Richard Donard, or um, Kevin Conroy Batman, like that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, good, but a little hokey. And then uh, Blade, Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, and one other movie around that time came out and really started to pique people's interest of what what superhero movies could be. I'm trying to think. What other superhero there was one other in the early times? 2000s. I can't. I don't remember. Did Dark Knight come out before or after mm-hmm. Iron Man? Oh, that's a good question. I think it was after. Yeah, I think it would have been after. Same year, I think. It was, they were both 2008, I think. Yeah, because like I said, I got, it might have been I got those figures like around the same time, and I've had them forever. That that first comic book I told you about was a promotional comic book for Iron Man. Yeah. And Tony and, Stark as a character, yeah. um, he is the preparer. He prepares for everything. He's like Batman in that sense, but he also like struggles with things like alcoholism or PTSD. Yeah. But he was also this character. He was also one of these characters where you can look at him and be like, for all his faults, he's still a cool guy. Yeah. And I still, I still like this character. He was never douchey to the point of being unlikable. Yeah. I love, I also love the inspiration that comes with a character like Iron Man because he, he literally took his company, whether it be, comics or movie i mean either way took his company and he just tried to use his tech and his abilities mm-hmm. of like actually stuff that we can do in real life just building and creating to help people and i think that i think that that's a, a page that a lot of companies can take and <laughs> here's the thing it wasn't the one of the greatest things is like he didn't do that initially uh, yeah. initially it's like he realized it's like Oh, my weapons are being used for terrible things. Yeah, yeah. And now I just I have to write this wrong. And it, it's sad that like if we're going to if we're going to at least what I know about the movie, it's sad that it took him being hurt by his own missile mm-hmm. to get him to see what he was doing was wrong. But to get him to act to actually help people as he did with Iron Man, mm-hmm. that wasn't because he got hurt. That was when he saw the news and saw people being hurt by his. It was he was when he saw other people in he trouble. Saw he saw firsthand. To act. His the he he suffered from the hand of his own destruction. Yeah, it, it it's like if he he seen he saw firsthand what he was causing, yeah. and that caused a character change yeah which caused him to change the company Mm -hmm. um which which was a really big move but then him actually building his suit and then going and flying it out and and helping people with it that i think came from a very unselfish place at first and then it came into the kind of ego thing but i mean still he's still helping i think he puts on the facade of the of that guy he was before still but true but he has changed and does care now yeah. and here's the thing everything we're talking about here this is movie iron man yeah iron man the comics kind of a dick still yeah there was that not time reed Richard, not reed richards level of smart no. dick but <laughs> oh no he, he's like reed richards light where it's like you're a dick but like you're like it's hard to overlook like becoming the dictator of san francisco 
and mm. then giving Daredevil the ability to see just to take it away again. Oh. That that's the kind of stuff that's like you are comic book Iron Man is different. He is he is he is still a dick yeah. at times, but like the same thing happened where he 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 suffered from the hand of his own destruction and that allowed him that made him change but the tactics in which he uses uh they differ a little bit yeah but the character they use for the movie and stuff is like i think a be- the best portrayal of what that character could be yeah and i was i was kind of explaining to my brother as we were watching cuz i'm showing him all the Marvel movies, mm-hmm. he wanted to just watch because, like I said, I gave him my figures, and then I find out he doesn't even know Spider-Man or Iron Man or, like, he's never seen Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. and I'm like, why do you have all this stuff if you're not going to watch it? So I'm making him watch all the Marvel movies with me. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to. He just wants to watch what he needs to get his figures back. But I'm like, no. You have to watch Thor, no. and then we have to watch Captain America, America, and then Avengers, and I was like, we're doing it in order so you can watch Infinity War, which he doesn't want to watch, and he's never seen it. It's such. And I was like, my favorite moments are in Infinity War. Like, you have to watch it. You have no choice. <laughs> I think it's a sign of like, it's one of those things where it's like the what these characters mean to us. It's like there's it's such a significant chapter, yeah, of cinema in our lives and everything. But like, what's what's the next one gonna be for someone else, or will this translate to further like, generations? And I'm stuff? making him catch up because what basically what he does is he doesn't like things until he sees them and then he loves them like same thing with iron man he didn't want to watch it at first and we watched the first one and he was ready to watch the second one he mm-hmm. wanted to watch it okay but then when i was like thor he was like i don't want to watch thor and i was like you don't, you don't have thor. a choice i was like we're not watching guardians or captain america until we watch thor yeah <laughs> like you see you have to watch it or just not earn captain america or spider-man <laughs> it makes me wonder is is the it are is the MCU going to become like Star Wars. Well, it will, it's going to be here for a long time, and this yeah. is going to be multiple generations of people loving this. Yeah. Or is this going to be like Citizen Kane, where it's like this was a significant chapter of cinema. This is a turning point for how movies were done. Yeah. But it it's going to be one of those things where it's like, yeah, we recognize it, but like, has anyone really actually seen Iron Man? I like. like I want to grow him up so he. He knows how good they are. Like I know. now that he's watching, he's starting to understand. But he's starting to get it. He, like, I was showing him clips from Guardians earlier, just because, like, I love that movie so much. And he was laughing at like the Peter Quill moments, and I was like, "See, this is why. This is the kind of moments that are in every one of these Marvel movies." But going back to Iron Man, like, I was explaining to him that yes, Tony Stark was helping people, but the way he acts in the beginning of the second movie, how he's like, kind of kind of being really arrogant like i mm-hmm. privatized world peace i was like i was like he's getting a lot of satisfaction and it's a little bit selfish but it's wholly saving people and helping people is not i think it's all part of the facade like he's keeping up that that persona he had beforehand yeah but also it's like at the core of his character yeah he cares and he's just trying to do the right thing it's like to me for whatever reason you help people whether you're doing it for even like like a publicity stunt with like real people and real celebrities how they do mm-hmm. it, no matter what reason you're doing it, you're still doing it, and there's still value in that. And yeah, I think that we're too ready to cut people down because they're not doing it for the right reasons. But honestly, it doesn't have to be a right reason to help people. Yeah, in my you, you eyes, could just do it for like 
the shitty reason, but like it, it it's tough because like I wouldn't feel comfortable doing things like for that reasoning. But like if someone else did it, it's like you know what? At least they did something. Yeah, you know. I don't know. All right. So we're at what number. We, I have no idea. We just we, did my number six before we did your numbers. My seven. number six was Iron Man. So it's your number five now, or your number. Wait, where is Spider Man? Like really high up in your list? Yes. Okay, so yeah, it's my number five. Okay. Another Marvel character, um, Captain America. Okay. I I freaking love Captain America. I mean, ever since I ever since I watched. I guess it was Infinity War, seeing mm-hmm. him stand up beside the other heroes and be able to fight just as just as well and just as hard, but being a regular man, like basically peak human. Mm-hmm. I just love even without the tech, because he he doesn't he didn't need to be a genius. He just loved his country and loved the people around him, and that's why he got to where he was. He stands for a lot of the same things as like Wonder Woman and Superman, where yeah. it's like truth, justice, the American way. And also, let's fight until the the bloody gory end. Yeah, and I that's that's one of the reasons cool, that I love Captain America is just because he he was even before he had his powers, he was still a fighter and he still wanted to help people. And that's consistent between comics, movies, video game or uh, TV shows or whatever. Yeah, it's always Captain America is he is the the. What's it called when you're like the gold, the gold standard? I was gonna say like the epitome. Of he, he's the gold this. standard. Him and Superman are the gold standards of hero. Yeah, you know it's like it, uh, they just do the right thing because it is the right thing because yeah. it's good. Um, it's all it's all summed up in that that one phrase that they repeat throughout the MCU. It's like he's getting his ass handed to him, but still he gets up and it's like I can do this all day. Yeah. Like, even before he got his powers, yeah. even before all of that, even without the shield, yeah. even if he was, he's not exactly viewed in the best light, it doesn't matter. He's yeah. just going to do the right thing. Like, seeing how badly he won to fight for his country and fight with, fight with like, the people that were even stronger than him and even braver than him, just, like, really could, should inspire anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, just because he's fighting for something that he really, really believes in every single time that he fights. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, of course, I love the patriotism because I, you know, <laughs> I love our country. Um, but even if you don't, like, get on that train, I mean, Captain America still fought for the world and yeah. still fought even, for He is not just Captain America. He, yeah. is, he is something like, even if you're critical of of what, it doesn't matter. It's not even a patriot thing or yeah. whatever about it's like i i have a ton of criticisms of the us government but yeah. still i i still can look at steve rogers and be like that is what yeah. we should as a country that's what america should be aspiring to be yeah. it should be steve rogers that's exactly why he is captain america because that's what that's what america's ideal should be to mm-hmm. be be like light and to be the and whether or not we've strayed from that he is still yeah he is the american dream he is the what it should be yeah whether or not it's not that but yeah that's that that is the one of the sole reasons that i love him not only i mean i I, he also inspires me what we should just human yeah but i mean it's also because he's also an allegory for america at that time like 
in yeah. World War Two. But like we said, past that, he's just he stands for what America always should be, and we should always remember like that ideal. It's that what standard. we should aspire to be, even yeah. though we have strayed from it and we are not that, or you can argue we've never been that yeah. as a country. It's Captain America, Steve Rogers, the man at a time should be what we yeah. as a country aspire to be. Well, to me, it's also like, like you said, he's an allegory for how America was in World War II because he is, he wasn't as like he was kind of weak until it came to the time to mm-hmm. fight and the the fighting spirit and the war is really what buffed him up and he was going to fight whether or not whether or not he was the, the buff dude or not yeah and like i believe that america is a good country as a whole i know we've done terrible things in the past and i will i'd stand on this till i till i, I, I die argue we've done terrible things in the past week we've done <laughs> we've done terrible things just like every day every for the day past, like 200 years <laughs> since the day but, this was since christopher I mean, columbus <laughs> sailed down and ended up in like cuba he landed in yeah. cuba and he 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 landed i thought he landed in like canada at first like he something like all these explorers landed along this coast he started but, chopping off the hands of the people that were actually here like, but I always I've for always as terrible of that, like, as every terrible thing that that it's that has happened. Yeah, Captain America symbolizes what should be. Yeah, not what is. Yeah, you know, and like, like like you said, like it's like I think what what the country and what Captain America stands for, it's not more important than what we've done. But it's still extremely important. Yeah. It's like if, if you go full nihilist and just accept that we're awful, we'll never improve. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. We should strive to be better. And that's what Cap always was. Yeah. He always was striving to become better. Yeah. All right. All right. My uh, number five, I think. Five or... Yep. Yeah. All right. Five. My number five, the outlaw from space. Star Lord, I I really want him to be on my list. Star Lord, <laughs> I think has he Guardians came out at a point where it was like I was really searching myself and trying to find out like who I wanted to become and like what made me happy and what 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 did I want to do, and then and then I saw Guardians and I saw Guardians two later and I was like, oh, I can just be carefree. Yeah. And, you know, it's like Peter Quill is just like, he is a character. And here's the thing. This is another example of, there was a shift with Star-Lord. He was not always the Chris Pratt character from the movies. Yeah. If you look at Star-Lord pre that movie and what the the Guardians were, they were a dealist team no one gave a shit about. Yeah. And then that movie came out and they've drastically, they've been revamped. And I think it was for the better. I think yeah. the newer Guardians team is a much better idea, a much better team. The version of Star Lord that um, that the Chris Pratt character created is the reason that I want him on my list, not yeah. because of that not, was the reason. Not he didn't what Star Lord was before. No it, one cares. No one could tell yeah. you. It's like I couldn't. I didn't read enough, and I didn't know enough about Star Lord before that movie. To he put was him on Captain my Kirk. List. Oh, that's it. He he was oh. essentially Captain Kirk. Yeah, he definitely would have made it at that point. But just like exactly. I just love, I love the even team amidst dynamic, Star Wars, but... Star Trek, or, ooh, <laughs> I, Star Trek fans, 
<laughs> they make a lot of people angry. Yep. Even immense Star Trek fans, they analyze. Uh, most people are like, uh, Picard, not Kirk. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but it's like I just love. I love the way like that. That's why I tell you all the time. I love Chris Pratt. Yeah. But I love what he brought to that character, and it's like every single moment that that the movie or that I've seen with that character, even in the cartoons that I've seen on Disney plus, mm-hmm. like it's just, it's, he's a good leader, but not how we, not how we usually picture a good leader, but he's not a ha who like, what is it good for type leader? Yeah. Like he's not the military. He's the kind of guy. It's like you're, you, you respect him. He's a good leader for the team, but because that he can rally them in a exactly. way that not I don't see a lot of other characters rally their teams. Normally it's like the expiring, it's the it's the end of Pacific Rim and there it's the we're canceling the apocalypse speech. Yeah. It is it's never that. It's normally like Peter Quill rallies his team under just goodwill and yeah. being like, you know what? It, it's like it's not a line he said, but it's the line that I think sums it up best from the Guardians movie where it's like um, Peter like does give a speech or whatever. And it's not like a grandiose, like great, inspiring speech. It's more of a speech of like, at least we can try something. Showtime, assholes. <laughs> yeah. And then Rocket just like they all stand up and then Rocket's finally just like, well, now I'm standing up. <laughs> a bunch of assholes standing in a circle. If you want a perfect picture of like why Star-Lord is a good leader or what kind of leader he is, like compare the end of Guardians 2 where everyone's freaking out like where's Quill? Where's Quill? You know, mm-hmm. versus like Infinity War where they're just like roasting him when Thor gets yep. on the ship. Like they don't respect him to the point of like they they need his approval and He's they He's not want, a general. But, but he's just a really He's just a good dude. That... He's the type of dude that, like, he would spearhead a pup crawl. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, he's That's just, the kind of leader that I want. He's just fun. It's like you follow him because you know that at least it's going to be a fun adventure. Yeah. And it, here's the, and it's like he's the definition of, like, dance like no one's watching or, like, and I love I love that energy of just, like, listen to your music, jam out, have some fun. And he's willing to like he's willing to try anything to win. Like end of the first movie, dance contest, bro. Just me and you. And yeah, he yeah. starts dance contest, bro. <laughs> I know we've talked so much about movies and less about comics here, but like that movie is like the version of Peter Quill that I like the most. Yeah, and I'll be able to talk more about comics with my Oh yeah, we'll get to top, that. We'll get to that top more more and more stuff later on. Yeah. All right. Enough Star Lord. What's your number five? Or your number, oh, number four? F- number four. Your number four. And this was a character that I sort of considered putting lower. Okay. But we've talked about him before, and I still, I'll still hold up. He's one of my favorites. Um, it's Superman. Superman. Okay. Superman did not make my list. And I, I think that I, I've talked to you many times about why Superman is my favorite. It's because of the human in him more than the Kryptonian. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, he has awesome powers, and you can barely put a power scale on him. Like that's the complaints that I've heard from people that is, is that he's too OP and that. Like, why is it interesting to watch this Which, super strong guy? They're not wrong. And, like, that's that's a valid criticism, but most of the stories that I see of Superman are, like, the interesting point of of him being 
more human than Kryptonian. Yeah, it is. It is what the encapsulation of a hero of yeah. what we should strive to be of what of what everything everything that a hero should be is encapsulated yeah. in character in a lot of these characters we've mentioned. I feel, uh, we might be on a little bit on a repeat, but like like uh, Wonder Woman or like Captain America, where it's yeah. like you are the gold standard. You are the hero that yeah. we, <laughs> to quote the Dark Knight, it's like you may not be the hero we deserve, but the one we need. It's like, I'll try to talk about something a little bit different from the other characters since we're <laughs> yeah we're kind of repeating ourselves. But it's like Superman grew up knowing that he was different and that he was stronger. And once once he learned to control his powers, he could have used that to do literally anything. He could have been yeah. And as we saw in Injustice, we've seen Injustice and Red Sun, the world's scariest dictator. Yeah. But instead, he became this he could be humble dude who who acts clumsy and half hero that just stands as a, like a beacon for the entire world and that's just like the noblest possible choice and that's what i love about him that's why i think one of the key moments of superman is when he renounces american citizenship it is like no longer truth justice the american way it is just truth and justice because it's like i am no longer a symbol like captain america for this land i am the symbol for the world yeah you there. I'm, I can't remember exactly this study thing, but there are more people on Earth who can recognize the symbol of Superman than can recognize the symbol of the Christian cross. Whoa. Exactly. That's how much that symbol of hope. That's insane. Exactly. The symbol, that S, yeah. means... I know they play it up all the damn time. It's like it's not an S. Da, 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 but It means hope. It is a symbol of hope. It yeah. is something that, like, it is one of those things that, like, when the earth implodes yeah. and, like, the last of humanity is still is trailing off through the stars, yeah. you better be damn sure there's going to be at least one Superman logo somewhere. Yeah. Like, that's the thing, though. Even if that S did not mean hope in Kryptonian, even if it was just an S for Superman, it would still be a symbol for hope. Mm-hmm. because of what superman is exactly and i think i think it makes sense that they did that they didn't have to say like oh yeah it actually means hope because when, it's it's very clearly uh english american yes like but you know and when new when humans land somewhere else and we've trailed off through the galaxy star star trek style yeah superman is going to become this he is a character that will become in intergalaxy <laughs> type story of this legend yeah it's like that that's funny to me that like superman is supposed to be from space yeah but if aliens tried to study earth they'd be like why do they think this is what aliens are like what, what? <laughs> get powers from the sun what but again like you like you said like he would he would be one of the stories like if if, if humankind had to pick 10 if you had to famous characters 10 stories that would survive the destruction of man like jesus would be on there <laughs> you got jesus superman batman probably be on there too no i would say just superman uh Whoa. the odyssey maybe yeah <laughs> like that's the kind of stuff star wars might make it because of the amount of star wars May- fans. there's um <laughs> there's an entire library of congress has an entire um vault dedicated to preserving that kind of stuff mickey mouse mickey mouse is on there (laughs) Uh, i think you know this is weird 
tangent, but did you see that Shrek just got inducted into the Library of Congress <laughs> to be like preserved as like one of the you know greatest what? films of all Shrek time? Shrek might actually make it too because if we if we had to vote right now, <laughs> we had if to the if you had the internet had vote. vote if you had the internet vote for that time capsule that gets shot into space, <laughs> it would be that and Bodie McBoatface. I'm yeah, I'm I'm sad to say that. Jesus might not make it if we had to vote right now, because there are a bunch no of religious but the figure. internet is just too apathetic. <laughs> like they they would just put the stupidest stuff on there. They would not put anything like with any actual kind of like <laughs> cultural significance of like you know anyone's religion Pepsi or like man might make it. <laughs> anyone's religion or like any like historical figure like yeah. No no important in history of the of the globe. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or anything. It would just be memes. That is why we need a governing body. Because <laughs> you can't trust us. <laughs> I don't want Reddit deciding our laws. GameStop would uh <laughs> GameStop would become the government. I'm oh. sorry, that was that was probably only funny at this point in time because of what happened recently. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but yeah. uh Everyone could be like, but remember really GameStop, everyone? GameStop? Remember when that was happening? Remember when it was still a company and before they lost all the money that they got? <laughs> oh, man, we just make predictions about the future. Hey, in like five months, GameStop is literally just going to die. <laughs> like, they they wasted all the money that uh, the internet gave them and they're dead now. You remember when the U.S. still had a government? Oh, yeah, that that ended like two months ago. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> Wait, is it February? Oh, no, wait. <laughs> it, I didn't mean to say that. It's currently February. For anyone that voted for Biden, I'm sorry. That wasn't a political reference. <laughs> now, this won't come out for a bit. So there's a few months. Well, I'm not that sorry because it, it'd be kind of funny, but... <laughs> I, this is a weird tangent where we're just trashing. Like, <laughs> just what's going to happen in the future? And everything. Remember when they were like when rain was still a thing and we didn't have this acid falling from the sky? Remember when we were allowed to go outside? Oh, wait. That was in 2020. <laughs> no, that was, that was 2019. <laughs> Yeah, that was all the way back in like <laughs> Actually 2020 was still it was it was so unsure. Wait, how do we get off on this? I don't we know. We even made it past like top 3. All right. Moving on. My number 4. Moving right along. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can technically say Superman made my list cuz my number 4 is The Sentry. I knew it was going to make it on your list. Can I be completely honest? Yes. I completely forgot to put Sentry on my list until you brought it up earlier. And I was like, son of a bitch, Sentry has got to make my list. I heard you kind of pause and think for a second when I called you. And I was like, I wonder if he's putting on his list like right now. I had to <laughs> I had to boop Martian Manhunter off my list. That's okay. That's why. Because I was like, I have to talk about this character. I can't believe I overlooked him. Um, I for those of- because of how much you've told me about him. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the Sentry, uh, he is essentially Marvel's Superman, but he has multiple personality disorder and schizophrenia. So, one of his he has there are three personalities of Robert Reynolds. Uh, Robert Reynolds, the man, and then there's the Sentry, which is the superhero. He is the Superman, and then the Void, who is basically injustice superman he is evil like pure he is darkness he is destruction he is off he is evil yeah there's the it's literally the good the bad and the ugly you know um sentry is one of those characters he has a one of my favorite parts about sentry is his 2001 run 
2001, 2002, um, the first issue is just Robert Reynolds walking through his house, having a bit of a, a schizophrenic episode. And he, it's like Taxi Driver or like Joker where you're, you don't, you don't know what's real or not. It's like, does this guy... If you pick up that book and no knowledge of the century prior, you'll be like, does this guy actually have powers or is this all in his head? It's written in that manner. And I think it, it's portrayed in such a, such a great way that it's, it's one of my favorite books of all time. Um, And, of course, like we learned he does actually have powers and it's like he is an absurdly strong character. Yeah. And, uh... But it's, it's, it's if you took a character like Superman and gave him the those mental flaws we were talking about with like Martian Manhunter, with like his fear of fire or whatever, it's when you deconstruct, like as much as we were talking about how important it is for characters to be ho- have the hopeful characters, the heroes, it's just as important to have the characters who you would think are that who are these symbols of hope and are heroes but you break them down and they are just a man or they are just a woman or they are just a human yeah and you break those characters down and they become relatable they become they become something you can identify with it's something that you almost respect even more out of these out of what and the Sentry is that. He is a character. It's like, is he going to be good? Is he going to be bad? It, uh, And eventually you just feel bad for Robert because it's like you didn't ask for this. This isn't what you wanted. Yeah. But, like, this is what you have to deal with. And the fact that he can deal with it or the fact that, like, it's always a battle. And I think it's a really good, for mental illness and stuff, I think it is a really good character to look at. For, I think it's... I think it's a character for those people, those yeah. characters with with people who do struggle with that kind of stuff. Um, what doesn't matter what disorder you may be suffering with, he is a character that you can look at and be like, he, at least he is always trying. At least he he is always trying to keep the void at bay, which I think that sentence alone is something that I think it's something that. He, can always give you can always you in your personal life can give you hope to always at least try to power through your void or whatever your what your dark side is and the, even the way that the void is portrayed even in that book it's like he's a he's the dark shadow who who who's always looming over you like a depression or whatever yeah and the sentry is that light hope or what light hope like that that thing you you need to find yeah to be able to fight avoid it's really good to see a a good and uh, deep representation of somebody with schizophrenia and multiple personality disorder because usually when you see especially multiple personality disorder because schizophrenia is a bit more serious mm-hmm. um but you see representations of that it's like a lot of times used as a, as a comedic device mm-hmm. or just a completely unrealistic representation of what it actually is like you think of something like total drama island uh, the one of the later series had a character with multiple personality disorder, and although I don't, I don't know if they got to the point where they were actually insensitive with it, it was definitely not a true representation of what it's like at all. No, um, it, when you deal with something like mental illness, it's one of those things that's hard to do. But when they do it, when you've done it right, 
it you've create instantly created one of the best stories you possibly could. Yeah, which is why I think people love movies like, like Fight Club or or Joker or, um, and as someone who I I, I don't want to go into this, but as someone who who does suffer with some mental issues, who, who I have I I'm aware of my issues. I'm aware of how to tackle that. And the Sentry is a character that. I love because I think it just it, it gives me it gives me the slight hope every day to to always try to at least power through, which is hard to do with like depression and stuff. Sometimes you just need that 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 little inkling, that little light, then yeah. it, it will allow you to help you push through, and it, it will it will it it will give you hope. It will allow you to uh power through it will allow you to see, seek help or find what he, what will help you and i think that is what the core of that character should be or is yeah uh and if you if you suffer with that i i implore you to find help whether it's with a therapist or a friend or someone just always talk to someone always find find your sentry to fight your void I think that's what that is. Yeah. That's a really, really good message. All right. You're number three or two? Two? Um, No. No. Yeah. Three. Three. Okay. That was my four. You might be surprised this is my three. Honestly, Sentry should have been higher on my list. Looking at what who I have left, I yeah. should have put Sentry at like number two or one. I think my one and two are, are very accurate to me, mm-hmm. but then again, I think you're still going to be surprised yeah. at my number three. Number um, three? Do you think you can guess who it is? Someone that I have loved for a very, very Oliver long Queen, time. the Green Arrow. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Green Arrow is very much in that same category of uh, Star Lord, where it's like, I'm gonna fight crime, but I'm gonna have a good time doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's and I love that version. I love both. That this is one of the ones that I don't just know from the TV show. I'm mm-hmm. not, I've had a lot of experience with the Green Arrow. I have comics with the Green Arrow. I have seen them in TV shows. Yeah, but of course, I watched all of Arrow. Yeah. So, like, seeing all the different arc- incarnations of him, to me, it's always, and we talked about this when we talked about our favorite TV shows, but it's always great to see um, somebody who's been through something terrible and has been through multiple different journeys to get to where he finally is, which is just deciding to be the best he can be, mm-hmm. um, which is which is something that we can all take in our daily lives. Like, you know, we're all going to go through these many, many journeys, obviously not crashing on an island and <laughs> i feel like green arrow and star lord are the greatest examples of just take it with stride yeah just keep pushing forward yeah and it's like using that because th- those five years again whether you're lo- whether you're talking about the comics or you're mm-hmm. talking about the tv show were absolute hell for him mm-hmm. like almost every second there was very few moments of happiness but with everything that he learned and everything that he went through he used all of that badness, all of that trauma in everything, every good thing that he did for the people around him. Mm-hmm. And and even though some of that came back, like, you know, some of the villains were only villains because of him, sadly, like, he still used every fire of his being and everything bad that happened to him to fight against that. Mm-hmm. What I love about Oliver Queen is, um, is I love the idea of Robin Hood and the character of, like, from the rich gift to need or even like you failed this city like yeah uh putting 
giving a vengeance or giving a a voice for a per being this thing of justice but also not letting it consume you the way I think it consumed characters like Batman. Yeah. You know? I'm almost glad that uh, that's one thing that I don't know if we really get to saw with the original Green Arrow interpretations. I'm almost glad that in the series, for a long time, he was specifically targeting the rich. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, he targeted the big villains, but, like, whatever, what he was doing on other nights, yeah, he was fighting the crime that was hurting people, but mostly he was fighting the stuff, the that reached almost everybody, which is the white collar crime and the corruption. Mm-hmm. That was something that I I loved about the character because it's really when we see characters like the Flash or like Batman fighting regular thugs, it's usually people who something bad happened to them or they're desperate or they've been through some bad stuff. But these white collar criminals that the Arrow went after were all doing it out of greed and selfishness and just. I love seeing him fight that specifically, mm-hmm. and then going even further into the Green Arrow. I love the I love the trick arrows, and I love the trick different things he done with it. The boxing glove. I think or it's the... one of the most effective like gadget systems, because <laughs> all of his gadgets are on the arrows, which he is very accurate with. He's got a grappling hook, thermite nets. Like <laughs> after, like Batman will pop, like open the the trunk of the. Batmobile has like all these crazy gadgets, but then Green Arrow's just got like he's got the quiver of cool arrows, and exactly. like what's this one gonna do? And like I love uh, speaking of another arrow shooting character, Hawkeye's like quiver that he had, where he would stick the arrow in and press a button, and they would put the specific attachment on it. Yep. I know that Green Arrow doesn't have that. I saw someone make that in real life recently. It was awesome, but I just love the idea of just not having a whole utility belt where you got to look something, you got to have free hands. Nope. You just grab reach it. back, grab Oop. it, and shoot it. So that's <laughs> that's one of my one of my favorite parts about him is just his his morals and his gadgets mm-hmm. together. And I love the color green. Always have. I do attribute you to the color green. I I actually I don't know why I really appreciate that. Like, I, I know that green doesn't specifically have any, like... I think it's because your last name life. also starts with a G for some reason. It's like, if I if I was a superhero, I would either choose gold or green, green as the colors that I would use. I mean, obviously not together because that'd be gross. Gold and green, yeah, that's... But, like, I mean, now I have a lot of stuff because I like Green Lantern and Green, green Arrow and mm-hmm. I'm in the army. So I have a lot of green stuff connected to me now, but I've always loved green, so... It was meant to be. All right. Are we on to my number three? Yes. Okay. My number three. I had to do it. I had to put at least one of the turtles on here. Oh, man. Of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I think I'm lo- I, I love which turtle it Now, is. here's the thing. I had to really look at myself for this one because I had to look at like what I love about each turtle. Of course, Donatello, he's got all the gadgets. He's really good at that. But, like, when you, you, you go deeper on the surface, there's not a ton with Donnie or Mikey. Okay. Mikey, gonna, okay. Mikey is a lot of – is a lot of he's a lot of fun. And he's definitely the – if you took the four turtles, I feel like those – that cartoon, that those characters, that comic series, I think that show has shaped me as an adult, as a person, from the time I was a kid more than anything else. Because yeah. if you take each aspect of every Ninja Turtle, like their key attribute, and applied it to me, I feel like you would create 
me as a person. Yeah. If you combine them, I feel like you would create yeah. me as a person. It's I, like I think I know which turtle you're gonna say. Leonardo's a great leader. Okay, I yeah. like Leonardo, but as a character, I have to give it to Raphael. Yeah, Raphael is the most interesting out of the turtles because he's the one that goes through the most anguish. He's the one that goes through the most development as a character, no matter what version of the turtles you're talking about. He's always the one who is the outsider of the turtle. He feels the anguish of of having to live in the shadows, of being the ninja, of being this mutant that can't who can't be in society. He he's isolated from everyone else. He can't and if you feel isolated like I had for a period of my life there are you do have to go through the emotions of that and I think Raphael does that. Yeah. I think Raphael as a as a character goes through the most development of all the turtles where it's like he has to he has to struggle which like Based on the incarnations, the different turtles all struggle with different things. But Raphael is the one who's most consistent because he always has to like – and he lashes out. He lashes out in anger or with humor or he's he hides with humor or he lashes out in anger. But he, he when it comes down to it, he does love his brothers. He would do anything for them. He, may, he might get hot-headed and make the wrong decisions sometimes, but like he'll he'll always – He'll always improve after that. He'll yeah. always become more. Yeah. And as much as I like, I do like Leonardo a lot because he is he is the leader. He is like he is the best martial artist of the group, or like he is the gr- he is a he is a great leader for that team. But Raphael is the character that I think I can attach myself the most to, and I can be like, I relate to you. I can mean you could as a kid. I could look at Raphael and be like we can grow together. Yeah. And I think that's when you can have a truly great character is when you want this character to get better as much as you want to get better in your real life. Yeah. And Leonardo has always been my favorite, but I knew that Raph would probably be yours. And it wasn't it wasn't because, like, Leonardo isn't the person that I am. It's a person that I'd want to be. Mm-hmm. But not to talk about, you know, your problems or anything but i'd know you know you've talked to me about all the stuff you've went through and i know how you fought that Not i just was fought it, but just i was isolated it for through a, it i was isolated and angry for a long time yeah so i, I could see and those are two things that him. i can relate um, with Raphael. he the turtles are a group of characters like as dumb as it is for yeah. the you put the you chose <laughs> these words in this order to parody Daredevil with the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Threw some random words on a dice and just threw it. <laughs> just threw it. it. But what they are is they can't they have to be ninja. They have to be in the shadows. Yeah. They the um, the nineteen nineties Ninja Turtle movie, which I put on my list as one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Um Splinter sums it up best. It's like our domain is the shadow. Stray from it reluctantly, for when you do, you must strike hard and fall back. Yeah. Um. That that's what I think the core of the turtles are. It's like they don't get the luxury of being teenagers. Yeah. They don't get that luxury. But Raphael, I feel like, is the one who who would want nothing more. 
than to just be normal. Yeah. Which, but at the same time, should he have to? Or should eventually Raphael does become one of these characters? He's always the angry or the sarcastic one. He's the most aggressive of the turtles. But eventually I see him becoming a character of who will eventually just accept himself. Yeah. He's always he he never gets to it, of course, because the turtles have just been around for so long. But he's on he's on the path of acceptance. Yeah, much like Beast. Uh, eventually, he should get there. But gr- gr- it's cartoon. It's hard yeah. for him to get there. But like, he's they're always being reimagined. But I, it's cool to see a character who's at least on that path. Yeah. All right, you're number two. Now two. This was it was kind of hard for me, but I felt like I couldn't have replaced these. Um, this is this is not just my favorite character because of what he stands for. This is my favorite power set mm-hmm. of any of any hero. You know who you know who it is. Favorite power set of I, any hero. I always say that this power oh, the that flash. he has. Yes. Yeah. Super speed is the most useful superpower. Yeah. Nobody can convince me any different. Time travel. You can spin your arms in a circle and make tornadoes. You can phase through walls. You can superheal. The Flash is the most useful superhero. This gets into my hate. Well, like the same reason I don't like the Green Lanterns. I don't like the Flash. One, there's too many of them. Yeah. Second, I don't like power MacGuffins. Yeah. I, I and the Flash is a big part of that. It's just like I will invent something new with my speed, and I will use the Speed Force. I will use this ethereal force that I just can tap tap into and yeah. use for shit. And they, and they even did that during Crisis, where I hate he it. used I the hate speed it. force. I hate the speed force. Like, how was the whole universe, every universe, destroyed, but the the speed force is still somehow around? It's not like same thing with Purgatory. I didn't understand that, but it's not like Goku, where you can just, where it's like. You have to keep training and stuff. It's just like I, it, like I, I can tap more into this force and run faster. And yeah. I, but <laughs> I do recognize that like the flash is pretty cool. The powers yeah. are pretty cool. And I'm, I'm not sure which flash is my favorite. Obviously, I'm between the two main Wally West and mm-hmm. uh, and Barry, Barry Allen. Allen. Well, that's the thing. It's like with our generation, especially, it's like. Just League Unlimited, we all fell in love with Wally West. Yeah. Barry Allen had been dead for about 20 years. Yeah. Barry Allen comes back, and then Barry Allen gets a TV show. So it's like, it's really hard because, of course, like, I watched Arrow alongside The Flash. Yeah, I've read recent Wally West, and <laughs> they oh. hate that character so much. Okay, well, I'm going to say Barry Allen because yeah. he's the one that I know the best. Because, yeah, we got to see a lot of Injustice League Unlimited, but we didn't get to see a lot of who he was as a person more as just as a hero yeah where instead with the flash series we get to see barry allen um we get to see him a season before the show even started mm-hmm. in arrow yeah and that was what made me interesting because i could tell by the way they introduced him that he was like a famous character i didn't know who he was at first but then like they mm. then of course they tell you who he is and stuff like that and i'm like oh okay the, um if we go further into comics and stuff it's like the, um, the history of the flashes is something I actually really am in, uh, intrigued by because, like, we had Jay Garrett. Yeah. And then. And I really want Jay Garrett's helmet. Just <laughs> as a And side then note. we had Barry Allen. Uh, and DC was like, all right, so this is how this works. 
The Flash has always been a character to kind of differentiate and deal with dimensions and stuff. Yeah. Um. Every every t- story where you see Jay Garrett as the Flash is Earth Two. Every one where you see Barry Allen as the Flash is Earth One. And that was the birth of the confusing ass multiverse. Well, it had been around, but like that's when like you start to get like and then get the rules of it. And they did this weird thing where they explained the multiverse one time where they were like, okay, there are like 39 Earths, but mm-hmm. there's or Earth, I guess there was 38 Earths, and then there's one more, which was Earth X. And I'm like, no, there are infinite Earths. There's, it's, so why why did they only register 38? There's... Uh, which was, I don't know. It was This was all the series. It wasn't... Yeah, like those were the, the series comics, and stuff. Com- but, it's somehow more confusing in comic form. Oh, yeah. The comics just went on so long that they... They're, they get all their wires twisted. And, like, I do like some of the ideas the Flash proposes. Like, the... I like the idea of the Black Racer, where it's, like, you need a death for speedsters because death can't keep up with speedsters. Yeah. Barry Allen literally ran into the speed force, was gone for 20 years, and they finally ran out of it. Yeah. And it was, like... Because he was literally outrunning death for yeah. 20 years. 20 years... In our time, by the way, not yeah. 20 years comic book time, 20 years from 1980 to 2000 or 1988 to 2008. Yeah. Dead. He was, he, everyone just thought he was dead, but yeah. it's like, no, he ran into the speed force. But I, I do like the idea. It's like, oh, he can really literally outrun the forces of death, yeah. like the Grim Reaper. So we need a, a death for speedsters. Yeah. And of course, like I said, like that is my favorite like if i could pick one superpower it'd be super speed super because speed. that's like a million superpower yeah but i would also treat treat it like i would totally be born for quicksilver type character with that but the, then you get into stuff like because in movie in the quicksilver flash they too. never talk about how like in the x-men movie uh quicksilver puts his head his yeah head on his neck and is like so you don't get whiplash the flash they never talk about that and they they explain everything away, like how the friction doesn't kill him and how flies don't. They hit him explain in the face everything with speed him. force bullshit. With speed force, yes. which I hate it. I hate that you have that that device so to lean on. I had super speed. I think it what is the pinnacle me? of lazy writing when you have something that you can just blame all of your shitty writing on. So I would only have the super. I would only have super speed if I had the speed force too, or something to protect me from all those problems that come with super speed. But either way, I still love the Flash and. The reason that he's in my top two is because I've known him for longer than basically any other superhero. Yeah. I got these two collectible cards, maybe from McDonald's when I was little, and I just fell in love with like reading the bios of the Flash yeah. and Batman over and over again, even before I remember like knowing who they were really. Um, but you know, we'll go to your number two. Number two. Speaking of Batman, my Batman is my number two. Batman is your number one. My number one. Should we just go ahead and talk since I have one more yeah. after this? Yeah, of course. Batman is, he is vengeance, he is the knight, he is Batman. Yeah. Whereas all these other heroes, I feel like Batman, Batman has always been consumed by vengeance and by his never-ending crusade of crime. Yeah. Which, which is a flaw of the character. He, and, but, you get it. Because yeah. it's like, this character, he watched his character. His family, his mother and father die in front of him at nine years old. Of course he was going to end up yeah. messed up when when he got older. Yeah. And he was this, but 
he still didn't he didn't become the punisher yeah i think i i would hate batman if it was just he goes around killing people yeah but because batman has those three rules or just a few not even just his one rule of don't kill anybody yeah and then a few minor rules of like we're not going to fucking waterboard somebody. Or guns because they're the instrument. No guns because they shot my parents. Those are the things <laughs> that I think separates Batman from every other vigilante. And that's one reason I like Batman more than, let's say, Iron Man or Captain America. Because Iron Man, we see like that he was, he's been a genius since he was like five, six years old. Mm-hmm. Captain America, he got a super serum to make him peak human. Batman is peak human. Of course, he had the money, but he's peak human because he worked for years and years and years to become peak human. Yeah, he worked to become Batman. So that's why I love Batman so much is because I have the most Batman media. I've I've played the Batman games. I've experienced so much Batman. The Arkham like, Batman is like everywhere. I know Batman. Like <laughs> the 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 symbol of Batman, the symbol of Superman, yeah. are one of the like most recognizable things ever yeah if you saw a bat signal in the sky you would know immediately it's like some shit's about to go down technically batman and this is another reason why i like him is because i love i love the more realistic stuff Mm -hmm. as long as much as i love like the stuff like super speed Mm -hmm. batman is even more realistic than iron man he's achievable for people is the thing and we've yeah. seen we've seen like the hacksmith create like the the grappling hook or like yeah. batarangs he he is a ninja essentially uh but it is something that you can you can strive for because he is he is the peak of yeah. peak human like batman is the reason that i have a grappling hook and ninja stars and batarangs like, exactly of course the batarangs are too weak to be thrown at stuff i, I tested it but <laughs> <laughs> the um <laughs> Batman is just one of those things where it's like everyone can kind of get into it some. It's like, yeah, at least in some way. But like also a core of his character is he's always prepared. He is mm-hmm. he's he's great at being prepared for everything, whether it's and sometimes it bites him in the ass with like Tower of Babel, where yeah. all of his all of his uh, plans for taking down his friends get leaked. It's like that's so sad. But here's the thing: he, he owns up to it. Yeah, he would it's not like, back down. Look around you in this room. We're <laughs> this room could single handedly destroy the planet. Yeah, you Clark could single handedly end this. You think I didn't have plans yeah. in place? He he was he's so he's so willing to fight for any for for for. Yeah, he fights for justice, like the way not necessarily truth the way Superman does, but yeah. he he does justice through vengeance. Yeah. Which uh, it it does seem to consume him at times, but he doesn't let it drive him mad. It yeah. doesn't let him turn to like grabbing a gun. That's why the few times we do see Batman use a gun, it is a big deal. Yeah. It like or if it's um like Batman Beyond. Batman used the gun. He quits being Batman. It's like I can't yeah. because I've now I've officially gone too far. Yeah. Far, and I see people argue all the time. It's like thinking the no killing rule is stupid and stuff, but it it's not because that's what his character is. It's what it should be. Yeah. He 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 is he's going as far as he possibly can without losing himself. Yeah, and this is something we didn't get to talk about with the other heroes though. But 
Batman also has my favorite rogues gallery, my favorite villains oh, yeah. out of any hero. He, um, he's probably got one of the best. And most recognizable. Because him and Spider Man. Like characters like characters like Joker, characters like Harley Quinn, characters like the Riddler, Killer Croc, whoever you want to say, have all had their own like their own fan bases and their own like awesome backstories. And there's just there's just so much to each and every one. And Batman is like the only one that can that can face every single one of those and and win almost every time. And like what kid didn't want to be Batman? Yeah. You know? It's like <laughs> what adult doesn't want to be Batman? Exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like that stupid like Pinterest meme or whatever. It's just like always be yourself unless you can be Batman. Then definitely be Batman. Or the other Pinterest meme like I'm not saying I'm Batman, but have you ever seen me and Batman in the, in the same, same room? <laughs> Dude there are two phrases I'll say whenever I'm, like, lifting something heavy or, like, trying to do something physically tasking. It's either, by the power of Grayskull, yeah. I have the power, or it's, I am vengeance, I am the knight, I am Batman! And you just... And <laughs> exactly. Like, there's there's just so many, like, famous... Like, I we could take a literal whole podcast discussing all the, the famous and The coolest moments of things. Batman. Like... Uh, you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Like just, oh just gosh. all these random moments that just like will stay in pop culture history, hopefully for as long as we're alive. Like just because Batman is that iconic, and he's he is for a reason. I just the there's so many epic moments of Batman. It's like, and he he always owns up to like like the like the Tower of Babel thing, or like uh, even his failures with like Jason, where yeah. it's like. You were. This was my fault, and I recognize that. But like, I still, I still gotta try to contain you. Yeah. Or like when Jason tried to make, uh, make him choose between him and Joker, like saying you have to mm-hmm. kill one of us, or I'm just gonna blow up this entire building. Like yep. he literally, not only would he not choose, option C, he wouldn't. Yeah, he wouldn't even let the choice happen. He still was able to stop that because he's. Mm-hmm. He's, he, he's peak. peak, not even, he's peak human, and he, then he's peak mind. He is peak everything. He is the best, he finds the best case situation for everything and plans and makes sure that that can happen. Yeah. And I think that's why I like Batman so much. Yeah. Now, my number one, since Batman was your number one too, my, Batman was my number two, he was your number one. Yeah. My number one, I had to do it, Spider-Man. Okay. And Spider-Man was like number he was uh, I was low on your list. I was shocked. He, he was, but it's only because I've I've seen a lot of Spider-Man stuff, but these other characters represent more to you. A little bit more to me. And he was pretty low. He's he's actually down at number 7. Spider-Man I think encompasses everything about every hero I've previously talked about, whether it's flaws, whether it's hope, whether whether it's your struggles, whether it's the power set or the rogues gallery spider-man i think is the hero and if you look into stan lee when he was creating the character he talked about it's like the reason spider-man's eyes move in his mask is because you are supposed to put yourself in the boots of spider-man exactly you're supposed to be able to identify yourself as this character yeah and that's what the great thing about like spider-verse and stuff where it talked about it's like no, Spider-Man isn't just Peter Parker. Anyone can be Spider-Man. You can be Spider-Man. Yeah. And I think that's that's the core of that character. It's like with great 
<clears throat> two things. That anyone can become spider be Spider-Man as long as you are you're doing the right thing and you're using your power for good. And then with great power comes great responsibility. And that is like one of the mo- most famous lines referencing superheroes like in all of It's up there history. with I am vengeance, I am the knight. Yeah. You know? But Spider-Man's that that one phrase encompasses the character. It's like he suffers the consequences of not using his powers when he could have. Yeah. It's it's the idea of like the tr- the trolley situation where it's like, do you act or not act? You know, or <clears throat> my voice is given out because we've been talking for so long. <laughs> um, but Spider Man is just that good of a character because it's like he because he didn't act because he let his own selfishness or his own spite get in the way he lost his uncle and he's vowed never to let that happen again he will he will always fight he will always do the right thing the way captain america would but because he has seen he has suffered what the consequences of what happens when he doesn't the same way Iron Man or Batman did. Yeah. Uh, he goes through his own moments of doubt, like Raphael or the Sentry, and he has to. He has moments of learning to accept that this is who he is now, like Beast or anything. Yeah. He's got the fun quips, like He yeah. Man and Pepsi Man. <laughs> uh, who else was on my list? Wolverine. Uh, he smells better than Wolverine. I was just gonna. He's got the different incarnations that uses powers yeah, in different ways, like Wolverine, like Silk, or you know. Oh, you want to talk about Spider People? The Flash family ain't got shit on the Spider Verse. Oh my gosh! And I actually Silk, do. Spider Gwen, uh, Penny Parker, Spider Man Noir, Peter Porker. <laughs> uh, the that the by the way that was the movies that I just round up. But seeing Peter Miles Porker Morales in the movie was a big deal for me because I've known about Peter Porker since I was a kid. Yeah, Peter I Porker. I saw him in the comic shop and I was like, "What? It makes so much sense." Miles <laughs> Morales. Uh, there's one universe where Uncle Ben is the is a spider person. Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. The, like the, the, the Spider Verse comic is a, with all that. Yeah. Bruce Banner is Spider Man in one universe. It is a thing. Spider Verse is crazy. Cosmic Spider Man and. I- really want to see spider hulk he's not the hulk i know but i really want to see spider hulk yeah no boost banner just got bit by a spider that's what happened oh um spider-man 2099 all of these and if you want the perfect encapsulation of what spider-man is uh, the fact that he is you spider-man's whole thing is like he is not he is anything you need him to be and this is what it means. He means to me, to me personally. But Spider-Man is a character designed for you to relate to, and for you, he is designed to be whatever you need. And that's what I think makes him the greatest hero of all time. And did me and you talk about who we think our best, the best movie Spider-Man ever was? Probably, because I've ha- I have unpopular opinions about this. Is it Tobey Maguire? No. I think I think Andrew Garfield was the best Spider-Man. No, okay, wait. I mean, I mean the best um, Peter Parker and Spider-Man together. Oh, the best Peter Parker was probably. I think Tobey Maguire on this. Here's one. the thing: Spider Verse, I think, did the best character yeah. of Spider-Man. You know what or, it is? I, no, I more mean no. Live action Spider-Man, I neglect everything I just said. The best Peter Parker and Spider-Man is the PS4 game. 
that's the only that's the only incarnation of spider-man outside of the comics that got both of those things right yeah i just love i love toby mcguire's peter parker mm-hmm. because he's he's the nerdy guy and stuff like i like that. andrew garfield's spider-man though yeah i do too i, I don't like, like his like parker but i like his spider-man and like you've t- you told me before like they did those they did shots in the movie based on comic panels yeah like i love that but tom holland is i think pretty good for both he's not the best Spider-Man or the best Peter Parker, but he's the best of both worlds to me in live-action Spider-Man. I this is a podcast for another day, but I don't like Homecoming for a lot of reasons. Yeah, Far From Home is a lot is a lot better with it. Homecoming, he's just so fucking whiny the yeah, entire movie. Yeah, he is so whiny. Yeah, I, I actually uh, like Far, Far From, from Home. Better than I like Homecoming. Yeah. Far From Home is definitely the the best for that Spider-Man. Yeah. But, like, the point of Spider-Man is that it doesn't matter who he is. Yeah. What matters is that he he is whatever you need him to be. Yeah. All right. I think we've made it through both of our lists. Do you have a few honorable mentions you want to throw in there? Well, if you're going to put He-Man on the list, I want to add my honorable mention as Finn the Human. Finn the Human? <laughs> because he's not a superhero, but he's a hero and... Uh, you know, I don't know. He's he's like the he's because he doesn't have any powers. Yeah. Um, he's just a boy who literally loves helping people. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons, like, that was, that was the reason it was my favorite show was because I just admired like, mm-hmm. and I loved I loved the craziness and the randomness, but I just loved the characters because of how much he loved helping people. That's one of the reasons that I am like, uh, Enneagram type two is because I love like. Loving people, and I love helping people. Because of that, I would say. I had um, I had a few more X Men in my honorable mentions. I had a storm on there. No, I hate. (laughs) No one likes Gene. (laughs) I don't like Cyclops. I don't like Gene. Yeah. Um, Storm made it on there. It's another character like Martian Manhunter. I was like, she has a clear fear, a psychological weakness with her claustrophobia and stuff, and I love that. Yeah. Plus, her powers are dope. Oh yeah, I'd love, I'd love um, so much powers. I almost put these two as one entry on my list, but I was like, if we ever do a top ten like fictional couples or something, I have to throw them on here. I was actually thinking Ro- about that. Rogue and Gambit. Oh, okay, cool. Rogue and Gambit, I love. I love their dynamic where it's like you can't really have like it's they have this obstacle in their relationship that they have to overcome with Rogue's power set and stuff. And of course, if you've read um. There's a Rogue Gambit miniseries that's really good where they address some of that stuff and like. There's this weird book I read in middle school and I'm like half remembering it, but I know it's a real book. It's called Rogue. Mm-hmm. I thought it was about the X Men, so I read it and it was about this girl who pictures herself as Rogue and wants someone to be her Gambit, and like. <laughs> what is this book? It was like this middle school like kids novel about this girl who like. Who loves the X Men and pictures herself as Rogue? They are the most fictional comic book couple of all, or fictional functional, yeah, comic book couple of all time. Which is probably why, like, she she wanted they someone they to be have to address like the boyfriend. trials and tribulations of of being in a relationship, but like they have the extreme versions of that because of how their powers work. Well, if we're if we're saying that, I want to add one to mine. Um, Ralph and Sue Dibney are my <laughs> one of my favorite comic book couples of all time. Um, just. <laughs> Uh, I also had Martian Manhunter, Batgirl. Batgirl is another example of like, uh, she had an obstacle she had to overcome. I love it when a character has an obstacle they have to overcome, whether yeah. it's 
getting shot in the spine like Batgirl, or whether it's Storm and Martian Manhunter's uh, psychological weaknesses. Those are always, or Raphael's yeah. isolation and uh, anger. Anytime a character has a clear conflict and a clear thing that they have to overcome internally as well as another thing they have to go against during the outside world. Yeah. Especially when those two things will echo each other. That is when you get a great story. Uh, I would say Black Canary would be one of my honorable mentions. Not specifically the version they had in Arrow, um, just in general, because mm. Laurel was hit or miss in some of the later seasons when she actually became Black, Black Canary. Black Canary's origins are freaking confusing. Oh, yeah, no, the the way that they had to bring in a new the, one from a different the, universe. The, the body like, swapping. Oh, wait, I think and the original one was from a different universe. It's a thing there's with, like, a whole like bunch of... body swapping and... It's it's a lot. But it's a lot. Wise, I like Firestorm. It's, it's almost it's mentions. almost like the Psylocke situation. Yeah, where there's multiple people and. But just like I like Firestorms, like the way he not. It's sort of like talking about like Wolverine has to get used to just like murdering people. I don't think there's a way you can really use Firestorm's powers, like his fire based powers, without like severely. Have you read Doomsday Clock? <laughs> I haven't actually. They go into like uh, when Firestorm loses control. Yeah. Uh, it goes bad. Like uh, what is his name? Deathstorm in the other universe. Yeah. But I like I like his like transmutation powers. I think that's really cool yeah. that they added that. Um, because that's just super interesting to me. Like he can turn things into jelly beans. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think All that right. was actually a thing in Legends, but it's still pretty funny. All right, I think it's time we wrap up. Yep. I think it's cool. What's the the Superman? The da 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 da